0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast for a guy with a film degree.
1: And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player.
0: Talk to you about movies. This week, for our first review, we took the time machine to 1996 to watch the Michael Bay film starring Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage, The Rock. Cage Man! That review... I hit my knee. That that review coming up now on this episode. Browdy points. All right, everybody, welcome to our first review. It is, like we said at the top. The Rock! It is from 19... Mm. Beer. (laughs) It is from 1996, directed by Michael Bay, and the film was written by numerous people, which is obviously not the best sign. Uh, David Weisberg, Douglas Cook, and Mark Rosner. The film stars Sean Connery, the dearly recently departed Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage and Ed Harris and there's a lot of surprising uh, supporting actors in this too I just want to go ahead and throw those out there uh, like David Moores William Forsyth John C McGinley and Tony Todd <laughs> that was one of my notes I'll just jump on that it was uh, Candyman like I wrote Candyman in all capital letters I wrote, I wrote death from uh, Final Destination <laughs> that too yeah I, for some reason Candyman man always comes to my mind now because <laughs> we haven't done final destination yet but uh but yeah this is the rock I uh, being the one to pick it uh i honestly mainly picked it because of uh sean just passing away very recently and uh i thought it was perfect for us because it was on hulu and it has to cage and I haven't seen it since I was a little kid, and I was just about the action, and it took place in San Francisco back when I thought it was feasible to still live there. But, uh,
1: yeah, it's not... Apparently it's exploding, according to this movie, so maybe you don't want to live there.
0: Yeah, not, well, other reasons I don't want to live there anymore either, but, uh... But because
1: the 49ers depress you?
0: No, the city's inhabitants depress me and it's massive you know who
1: inhabitants the city? <laughs> inhabitants inhabit who lives there that's the I'm going with that word you know who lives there <laughs> who? The 49ers and the and the giants and they're all not winning right now so i don't know where i was going with that other than to make fun of the teams you like
0: hey everybody's got up this
1: in- is why i don't trash talk very often because it's
0: wildly incoherent and people end up laughing at me <laughs> everyone has up and down years it's okay it's not i mean we've we've lived here with terrible cults years so i
1: thought of a joke so terrible (laughs) like i i i I said it in my head and i was like you know what you could just hold it and not say it i'm gonna text (laughs) it to you though i'm gonna text is your phone on airplane mode right now yeah all right hang on a second audience i know this is killing you but i don't care
0: (laughs) jeez where are you messengering it then no, I'm texting you. I, I I just said my phone's on airplane mode. Oh my god. Well, take it off. Jesus, this is yeah, this is great podcasting. By the way, sending me something in secret in text.
1: Well, I don't even want to leave it the chance of you having to remember to edit it out. It's pretty bad.
0: I'm I'm really <laughs> glad I'm not gonna edit that. It's really terrible. Yeah, I'm really glad I'm not gonna edit that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, <but> any... <laughs> <laughs> all right go on you're really tickled by that
1: <laughs> i think everything i say or do is the funniest thing on the planet uh, of ah crap i spilled beer on my leg see that's funny good job
0: anyway uh almost uh, making me it's lose my soaking
1: d- into the carpet <laughs> i must get it out of the fibers
0: <laughs> uh anyway the uh but really, watching it just last night, uh, this is the last movie I watched before we started taping. Ever. He's not watching I, any movies ever again. Yeah, no, never. <laughs> this is I'm disowning movies because of this week. This is this is the last Brownie Points Guy to Cinema
1: episode. From now on, <laughs> from now on, we're going to be doing musicals on Broadway.
0: Oh, dude, don't even joke about that, because I will actually do that. <laughs> I won't. Um, but yeah, I... I, what can I say? I'm throwing my hands up and I, I kind of, I mean, I don't love this movie like I did when I was a little kid, but I, I, it's, it's a Michael Bay movie. I actually like, I, <laughs> this movie's not terrible. I, 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 it does have Michael isms or Bayisms, whatever you want to, so what,
1: what you're admitting is you at times can be stupid.
0: No, I'm not saying and that. simple <laughs>
1: minded. What? And simple minded. And then I belged.
0: No, it's not that. I think Michael Bay is a competent director. He always does action scenes very well, but the, the the substance of the film the rest of the way can be very problematic or idiotic. But here, the Michael Bay-isms that he kind of carries from film to film are somewhat limited compared to other samplings of his work that I have uh, taken upon myself to watch. Uh, there's a couple, like I said, a couple... Mind-numbingly stupid moments, but I think the script is fairly confident—or not confident—competent. Uh, uh, like Ed Harris's motivation is surprisingly sympathetic. Uh, I kind of like what Nick Cage does with his role. I think Sean Connery is really good. Like acting across the board, I think is great. But I like this story. Like I—I kind of like the the odd couple, Sean Connery and Nick Cage dynamic. I think they have great chemistry together. And I already said Ed Harris. Actually, is a fairly compelling villain, and then it's it's the action's still pretty good. Like Michael Bay is definitely not working at the same caliber yet. We're not quite there yet. This is only a couple years removed from Bad Boys, but you can still see like the roots of Michael Bay. Like him, it's, really, it's baby. Michael Bay, it's Michael, baby. <laughs> it's it's still him. Like, but you can tell these are the roots that he came from, and some of the action's really really good. So I. Yeah, I have to shut my brain off a couple moments. It's just like, oh yeah, Michael Bay still sucks at uh, just uh, some some secondary character development's not great, and some of the uh, let's say stereotyping uh, is still very problematic and hasn't aged any better than it did Hair- when it came out. Uh, <laughs> hairdresser. Yeah, hairdresser. Yeah,
1: I've got I've got a note that says, "Oh look, the the hairdresser's gay," and it's funny because
0: gay <laughs> yeah and then there's just just random insert shots for like
1: i can tolerate you throwing a man off a
0: building but are you happy with your hair oh my god
1: there's random <laughs> hair inser- defines this person's life
0: there's random inserts too of just like random jokes to like break the tension that all just fall flat too but that's a- another staple of michael bay movies but like it's silly, but it's kind of fun, like, it's not insultingly stupid, like I said, a lot of the script actually works, and it's actually pretty well written, but, uh, minor problems aside, I, I really enjoyed this movie, for the most part, acting's good, action's good, and it's one of the only times I've enjoyed Michael Bay, so, uh, just kind of sitting on it overnight, I was thinking about a half pan, but... You know, I, I'm excited to talk about this movie because I can genuinely say now that I do like The Rock. I don't love it like when I was a little kid anymore, but I... So so it's still a half pan, though? No, 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 no. It, no, it's a full pan. Like, I I do genuinely enjoy more of this movie than I dislike. the, can the you dis- please
1: stay consistent with your ratings as you're really hard to keep on the spreadsheet?
0: I always text you we're like... Gonna it,
1: have to, we're going to have to have a meeting.
0: I text you in the moment. Off, right. Off. Actually, we could have the meeting
1: right now via texting and just have dead air for the audience.
0: I text you the moment the movie's done, but then I sit on it and let it simmer. And yeah,
1: this, this and the rise of Skywalker should be a heads up to the audience. You don't want Dan's immediate uh, response rating. Cause it's, it's going to change one full rating either up or down.
0: It's not okay. The, the skywalkers apples and oranges, like, because I had to see that. Skywalker movie again. is
1: apples and oranges. I don't know what that saying is.
0: I, oh my gosh no we're no oh. <laughs>
1: i know the saying comparing apples to oranges what i'm saying is that if you're saying that rise of skywalker is apples and oranges i want you to know there are no apples or oranges in the movie so what are you saying oh my gosh
0: <laughs> i'm saying i like the rock it is bloated there are some stupid things in it that michael does in every movie but it is forgivable enough because sean and ed and nick and uh Just the chemistry between all the acting and the actually fairly well-written script carry it along enough to let me forgive most of the problems I have with this movie. So on a rating scale, a contender for best film of the year is a movie so good you get a full pan of brownies with icing, sprinkles, and all the fixings on top. A pretty good movie overall is a full pan of brownies. A so-so 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. A pretty bad movie overall with maybe one good thing about it is a single brownie and then a contender for the worst film of the year is a movie so bad you don't even get a brownie you get a cookie full of raisins
1: and could have been a contender
0: call it call me a little generous with this one but i i like the rock i think the rock is a fun time it's not insultingly stupid it's it's really it's the the ensemble if i have to isolate one specific thing that keeps this movie from kind of being just another michael bay movie just Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, especially their chemistry on screen, is just awesome.
1: All right, I'm gonna call you generous, even though I'm giving it the exact same rating. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I'm I'm much more of the dumb action movie fan than you are. Um,
0: oh yeah, this is a dumb action movie, by the way. I'm being kind to a dumb stupid. action movie. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: incredibly dumb and stupid, but it's better uh, than Bad Boys. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. I I think. I, w- I was thinking about my rating, and if it didn't have Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage in it, this would probably be a half-pan, because the story is, actually, it's a pretty neat and interesting story of uh, veterans going going rogue, turning against their nation, because they want uh uh their fallen brothers and sisters to be recognized. Ironically, by the way, we're recording this on Veterans Day. Uh, yeah,
0: I realized that, too, this morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So thank you for your service to everybody, but uh,
0: yeah, thank you, James, Tommy, everybody well, else. Not I just them, different.
1: literally everybody. Well, but yeah. Thank thank you to them too. Um, but uh, it's it's an interesting story. Um, but I think Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery add a lot to it. I think Michael Bay. Michael Bay lifts this movie up because he has an idea and an image of his head in his head of just the sheer stupidity he wants on screen. Well, but he, but he also Michael also has
0: Michael also has a huge, huge love in his heart for the military. Have you not noticed that the military is in almost every one of his movies?
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, um, but then he also has a tendency to hold this back. There's some there's several things in this movie where I'm like, hey, Michael Bay, could you like just shut up on set for five minutes so this scene didn't suck? Um <laughs> again, a lot to do with the hairdresser. Uh but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um I'd seen bits and pieces of it. I'd seen the car chase before. Um but it's nothing. It's nothing bad. There's a lot. There's a lot to commend it for, and there's nothing like super overtly bad. So I give it a full pan too. Um, but this is far from one of my favorite action movies ever.
0: Yeah. No. It's not. It's definitely not one of mine. But I just. I don't know. Watching it this time, just I'm glad it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Just because of how much I despise the Transformer films and. Uh, bad boys i really just wasn't a fan of bad boys and i just i don't know i've supposedly i'll like pain and gain a lot of people have told me that pain and gain is I legitimately a gain. great movie
1: i love pain and gain
0: yeah like uh or did you see i think 13 you'll H-
1: hate it because it's really stupid but i love that movie
0: did you watch 13 hours his uh hillary cause benghazi movie
1: no i didn't i'm, <laughs> I'm kidding didn't i'm that.
0: kidding about that part by the way i it's just his Bye. benghazi movie <laughs>
1: I didn't watch that. I was so I was working um, uh, at this job where I was basically like selling electronics, and then like the company I worked for would fix them too. And I remember when that trailer came out, I was actually at work, and the boss I worked with at the time, we'd worked together at a previous job, and we were uh, pretty good friends. And I (laughs) looked at him and he. He, he's pretty into movies and he doesn't like Michael Bay just because he thinks he makes like trash movies.
0: Yeah, He's <laughs> he not goes, wrong.
1: <laughs> he, I was like, Hey, did you see Michael Bay? Released, and there's a trailer for a Michael Bay movie about Benghazi. And he goes, are you serious? And I was like, I have no interest in watching that because I think that's a movie that should be taken very seriously. And the first thing they did was, Hey, who do we get to direct it? This idiot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to see it just to like, I don't know just for the sheer novelty of just like oh my god uh, Michael Bay is either going to trivialize something that was pretty horrifically tragic or he's going to try and do a serious movie which in itself is a fascinating idea just like oh my god Michael Bay actually taking a story seriously but then then you see in the trailers the Dutch angles and the explosions and it's like Ah, oh, yeah, it's still a Michael Bay movie. Like-
1: the best, the best thing to come out of that movie was the was the meme of the still image where it was a uh, uh, John Krasinski and John Krasinski's like Roy, I need your help. They got Pam, and then it's it's John Krasinski and uh, uh, what's the guy's? name? It's the guy that played Roy from The Office. Roy was in that movie too.
0: Oh, are you serious? And Uh, they're walking
1: side by side with big beards and machine guns. And I'm like, that's the funniest thing.
0: I have not seen that. That's funny. Uh, But anyway, let's... uh, I'm
1: I'm in a lot more office fan pages on Facebook than you, so I completely understand why I've seen that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds a little niche for my echo chamber of Facebook.
1: (laughs) While you're out there looking at political memes, I'm looking at what really matters.
0: I'm on Bort Simpson... Fan posting way more now. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> We're out of port.
0: <laughs> Alright, let's uh back to this movie. Um before we really like get into the weeds of it, um you noticed Jerry Bruckheimer produced this, right? Or possibly not. Yeah, I, I noticed. I don't know why I was like, hey, I know that name. Because he's produced numerous, numerous uh action films. Uh a handful of Nick Cage films he produced. Uh, he did a uh, uh, National Treasure, just for example. Uh, he also produced Top Gun that we did a couple months ago. But uh, yeah, just a big, big time producer. Uh, he's got like an overall deal with Disney, so Disney technically financed this movie. But
1: uh, his—that's c- kind of hilarious to think about.
0: I—it it, its just a technicality. Like it's we it, blew up, we <laughs> blew, God, we Jesus,
1: we blew up Alcatraz. <laughs>
0: Uh, but no, the uh, I'm bringing this up not just because it's Jerry Bruckheimer, one of the more famous producers working now, um, but his partner Don Simpson, because uh, it said it was Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer production, uh, they ended their partnership in J- or December 1995 while this movie was being filmed uh, because Jerry Bruckheimer was having a problem with uh, Don Simpson's uh, drug habits. And then in January of 96, literally a month later, Don passed away of a drug overdose. And that's why this movie was dedicated to him. Bummer. Yeah, I just wanted to... I, did you notice that it said it was ded, dedicated to someone at the end of it?
1: Yeah, because I stay for the post-credit scenes, Daniel.
0: Okay, I just I just wanted to throw that out there. Because I, I knew Jerry used to have a producing partner. I just didn't realize it was this guy and that's why... Their relationship ended was because of a horrible uh, addiction disease, which is just tragic. I didn't realize this was Don's last movie, and he didn't even get to see it come out.
1: I bet, yeah, I'm sure he heard it up in the
0: clouds from the explosions. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, uh, for the movie, I'll save the rest of my trivia for the end. Um, I mean, where do you want to start with, like, bringing this movie down? <laughs> bringing this movie down. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Bring down yeah, the house with uh Steve Martin. Or was that Tommy Lee Jones?
1: I don't remember. I just know Queen Latifah uh, was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one note that uh so when they start off with they they show him like he's like leaving his medal of honor at his, his wife's grave, and then uh he goes and does like the thing where he breaks out like all the the Chemical weapons from that one place. There's one guy that gets like blown up out of a guard tower, and I was like, He wasn't blown out of the guard tower, he very clearly was on a string.
0: Oh, I my my note for that was just uh, the most powerful beanbag gun ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, he got he got jettisoned out of that tower,
1: but. Well, okay, so yeah, like there's an action sequence at the beginning, but the thing that I I kind of want to focus in on is when they establish like what Nicolas Cage does and is. I love in that scene where uh um actually no, it's it's not that scene. It's when it's actually when they're still breaking the stuff out. The one guy drops the one bead and he gets locked in the in the bunker and it shows like what this chemical will do to somebody. My note is he looks like the toxic avenger. Ah,
0: He kind (laughs) of did. I didn't think of that. He's all
1: bubbly and oozy, and it looks like if you poked him, he'd pop.
0: That was Um, not bad makeup, by the way. That was pretty good, like, actual practical makeup effects. Like, Michael doesn't really do body horror that much, and it looked pretty good.
1: By the way, I made a note specifically for you. Uh, It says, Dan will ask, so just remember, Cage is playing an Epiphone
0: guitar oh ha you're right i did i said yeah. I, I did write down ask nick what the guitar was <laughs> um or actually no i actually no i didn't i did want to ask you though did you notice that tuco from breaking bad is in this movie uh, was that who i think i know who you're talking about no he's,
1: not the, tuco. he's the he's the he's one of the guys that works in like the the rogue group of military guys and he's wait. The guy talking... that has the headset on when they first break in, and he's like, hey, "Let's go!" And then he throws like the bag of uh, stuff down the well and tries to blow up Sean Connery.
0: Did he play Tuco, the guy yes, that he got played Tuco? The guy was that... I'm I'm confused at the name, Because was... I remember he died in the RV, and like he was the first like big villain in the first season. But no,
1: Tuco did not die in the RV. Tuco was the one that like like cr- like he beats up Jesse. And then Walt goes back and he goes, except this isn't meth. This is like contact explosives. And he throws it and it blows up his his hangout.
0: Oh, okay. Now I remember. I was, I was conflating three different people. <laughs> yeah. Because you said um, Tuco and I thought it was the guy in the wheelchair. And I was like, no, that's definitely not him. And then I thought the first season villain. And then, yeah, now now, now I know what you're talking about.
1: So I, I think we should kind of start with like breaking down why this is happening so because
0: ed harris actually has a pretty compelling reason to be very very mad at the government
1: yeah he's got a pretty good point um that's actually based on
0: a real it's actually based on a real guy
1: that's not surprising like it's a it's a pretty valid point like the way they go about trying to get it like proven kind of shady but the the point that they have is a pretty compelling point so ed harris um he is like a super high ranking Medal of Honor recipient, uh, a veteran. And it basically breaks down to there's like a secret, there's like a secret, secret, a secret <laughs> squadron of Marines doing secret missions. And if they die overseas, they're left to basically rot away in the sand and then they make up some story and tell their family about it. And he and a bunch of other veterans don't like that, and they want uh, those people to be recognized and honored like the soldiers that they are. And again, pretty valid point. Like,
0: aren't those I'd, called covert op missions?
1: Basically, yeah.
0: Okay, I I, I couldn't tell if like you're saying it's some called something else, like because covert is technically not quite as like in depth like as these guys well, like extra extra secret.
1: The year is 2020, Daniel. I'm trying not to say cove and make people on edge.
0: What would cove make people on edge? Because if you add oh, 19 oh. to it. I, sorry. Have you not paid attention to the year? My my head went to that documentary about killing whales or uh, killing dolphins when you said <laughs> cove. I was like, people don't talk about that documentary anymore, Nick.
1: <laughs> yes. That was my thing. Is I was afraid of people thinking of dolphins being stabbed. <laughs> Don't um, find it a whale! Oh my god.
0: Chicken and go.
1: Chicken and go.
0: Sorry, I'm distracting us. Um but he's got a pretty
1: valid point. Like Yeah, you know what? Maybe they should be recognized. Um going about it the way he did by kidnapping people and threatening to kill them. But so this this is where my first question to you comes up. So I don't remember at exactly what point, but it's before Sean Connery says it in the movie where he goes, I looked in his eyes. He's not going to do it. Did you think he would actually use the weapons to harm people? Like the, the not not like guns, but like the the chemical weapon. Do you th- Did you think he'd use the chemical weapons against innocent civilians to prove his point? Because pretty early on, I was like, he's bluffing. He won't do it. And it was actually, I know when I figured it out, it was the shower scene.
0: Oh, see, I, I should, when he's, when he's, when he's sitting down and he's
1: like, I was like, he does not want to harm anyone. He's bluffing.
0: I should have put that together sooner because really like in the moment, like the movie hit it pretty well for me where like I could get, oh, it's just fellow soldiers like oh of course he doesn't want to hurt fellow soldiers and i should have taken that logical (laughs) leap
1: fellow students
0: i should have taken that logical leap to oh if he doesn't want to kill them why would he want to kill civilians like i should have in the moment there but no like it genuinely did surprise me that like he deliberately made the missile crash into the ocean and then it dawned on me just like oh okay now he's but he... he But he galvanized all these other people to the point where it was like, Well, oh, yeah, no are you surprised that they shot you? Like <laughs> Well, so that okay, so that actually
1: raises another question then. Are you surprised that he were you surprised when he didn't want to kill the Marines?
0: I, I When wasn't... like in
1: the sho- in the shower scene where Like, some guy knocks over a rock, and then one guy starts shooting, and then everyone starts shooting everybody? Were you surprised when he was yelling, cease fire, cease fire? Because earlier in the movie, when he's talking to the military leaders, he does say something like, don't try and stop us, I know your countermeasures, they won't work.
0: Not, not so much, because I could, again, I could see, like, they're, they're cut from the same cloth, they've all seen the same things, and the guy even says, I know the pain that you're talking about, it makes me mad too, but this isn't the way to do it. So, like, that didn't surprise me as much but again i'm admitting logical fault i should have from there just automatically assumed like oh okay he really is just calling the government's bluff he's not going to actually do this
1: well his his threats when he's threatening them too i mean yeah he's threatening to use a chemical weapon that's pretty horrific but and he actually stole them and set them yeah. up but his threats are kind of empty Well, they end up being kind of empty. So his threats, like, if you listen to his threats, he's not threatening to do anything. He's just threatening, hey, I have this. Can you imagine what it would do to San Francisco if it was unleashed? Also, I have all these hostages that I could kill.
0: But he doesn't say he will kill them. He makes pretty empty threats well it could be all picked up in implication though like hey i'm a five star yeah, well, that, super that's
1: the point all his threats are implied they're not direct hmm and i don't know if michael bay was smart enough to figure that out but a lot of a lot of the stuff that ed harris is threatening and like his menacingness really just comes from hey, this guy's a Medal of Honor recipient. He probably knows a thing or two about, like, brutal warfare. Um, I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not saying Medal of Honor recipients are brutal at all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, to get that, you have to go through some pretty terrible stuff. Right. Um. So he's probably seen a lot. So he probably knows, like, struggle and warfare and stuff. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, everything is just, like, him indirectly threatening something and then the then then every single time they go to demonstrate like when they have the the shower scene and it's uh like again every time i say that there's like nothing hot about this one um every time but the shower scene he tells them to stop firing he doesn't want anyone dead he argues with the one guy who says put a bullet in him he goes no don't kill him And then when they shoot the missile, he purposely directs it into the water. Um, Even when he's like being mutinied, he won't like do anything violent. It's he's very much not willing to kill Americans.
0: Hmm. No, you're that's right. That's that's a really, really good point that I definitely didn't read into. I didn't. See, that's why I like having you on here with your behavioral or with your social or social behavior associates or whatever level it is. That's interesting. Psychology. Or psychology. <laughs> I thought it was behav I thought it was like behavioral studies for some reason. No. That's see, I didn't put all of I didn't quite put all of that together. I just saw the motivation and then I just saw a moral changing of the compass while I'm watching this. Like him slowly realizing he's way in over his head, like as it kept getting more and more and more real. I didn't take that as like at his core, he always wanted to not do this, but then is just situationally getting deeper and deeper into it. And just his face. That's
1: really interesting. His, his biggest issue is his indirect threats. When they call his bluff, it's like, well, if you're going to get what you want, you kind of got to do something like you have to kill a hostage or you have to fire a rocket into like, like your threats have to have some meaning behind them. And his are just kind of like, don't, don't test me, man. You don't want to see what I do when I'm tested. And they're like, well, we're testing. And he's like, but you shouldn't want to.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair point. No, that's fascinating. I, I love that you picked up on all these little these littler things that I didn't. That's awesome. It makes me love this character even more. Like and half the trivia about Ed Harris was how much he didn't like making this movie. He actually thought working with Michael Bay was pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Megan Fox should get a drink. He, he he had problems with the character's writing. He didn't like how Michael was like he always uh, multiple people have said this that like he takes a ridiculous amount of time to shoot any scene because he requires so much coverage like (laughs) and he hated also that like in the final requires
1: so much coverage and he also has he has so many pyrotechnics in every scene that it costs a lot of money per take
0: something specifically he called out was that like uh a lot of the final edit used close-ups on his face, and that made him mad because he was acting with his whole body and didn't like that the camera was just zoomed in on his face. <laughs> like I, that's just an actor quirk, but yeah. But yeah, that's just uh, you're making me love this character even more now. Like that's. We'll uh, move on from him. Um, Nicholas Cage. <laughs>
1: I, I love something... this
0: performance so much from Nicolas Cage. Like I actually like it's not just like Nick being Nick. Like why I like it. Like I think this is a genuinely all another really well rounded character that I think Nick adds the perfect amount of flair to.
1: He really should work with Michael Bay more often. Like he's kind of the perfect male actor for Michael Bay, other than not being insanely
0: ripped. I. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I kind of like that Nicolas Cage, like, it's very, very obvious that he uh, really went to the weeds to figure out, like, who this character is. Like, it's a bookworm. He's a little socially awkward. He's only technically trained on the guns, like, that three weeks of field training.
1: That was and, absolutely hilarious.
0: And outside of that, like, he... I, I re- left
1: a gun on my nightstand. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he, he's, he's playing a nerd, like, he's (gasps) playing, and he he does it great, like, and he's, like, he even went to the point where he deliberately doesn't swear until the end of the movie, like, he's, like, a buy the books, like, he even says it on screen, uh, when it's just, like, well, what did you do, uh, were you a, were you a, what what did they say, were you a chemistry nerd, and then he's, like, yeah, a chemistry super nerd, like, he just owns who he is, and, like, the little quirkiness that just Nick Cage has in all his performances i think it kind of complimented, like he's a he's a little he just i don't know he's kind of cocky about like yeah i'm a nerd get over it like
1: <laughs> i liked um his his kind of reveal of him being a nerd when he's talking about he's like oh yeah it's like when we discovered I don't remember what he said we discovered. He's like, it was a happy accident, but we can't undiscover it. Oh, speak. like
0: that cham- champagne gas thing?
1: Champagne. That's what it was. It's like, yeah, but we can't, we can't undiscover it. And I just love the guy where he's like, gives him a look. He's like, will you shut up? It's like, will you get back to the thing? Um,
0: yeah, but what do you, okay, I, well, what do you know about this? It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: Well, his behavior in this movie is very warranted. Like, yeah, you have are kind of warranted for freaking out in this scene.
0: Yeah, you know? he it's he finds the right moment after he finds the after the beginning
1: where he's playing he's playing the guitar in his living room and he's talking about like how messed up his day was. Like, yeah, dude, you've got rights to complain. You almost died. He and they act like this is just a normal everyday thing at his job too,
0: dude. He that scene I just I know I have a the, I, the,
1: I loved I love the one guy where they're like. He's like, look at it! It's eating through my suit. And they keep telling him, like, just go stand under the sprinkler and take him the whatever shot. And he's just like, look at it! It's eating through my skin. I was like, will you just pay attention to what they're saying? You'll be fine.
0: Oh, his his partner was an idiot. Uh, by the way, I forgot to look up if his partner uh, was the snake doctor in uh, Snakes on a Plane. Like, uh, when he Nick, wasn't. Ka- uh, when Nick Cage called him on the 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 bike, th- the shot of him like. Just like begrudgingly just like, okay, Nick, I'm gonna help you, okay. The the way it was shot, I swear, I could have swore that that was the snake doctor from Snakes it's, on a Plane.
1: It's not. I, I've seen this actor in a million things, and I've not seen the snake doctor in anything else. I, forgot. I don't know that I don't know this actor's name. I'm just telling you, I know for a fact it's not the same guy.
0: Uh nah, it's gonna take me too long. I should have I Forgot to do that in show prep, but I did. I did. I did want to take. I did take note of that. Was is that the snake doctor?
1: <laughs> I liked um when uh so they have they introduced Nick Cage, but when they introduced Sean Connery's character, and the guy's like he doesn't exist. He does exist. My note was
0: Santa. <laughs> oh, that was, uh that was so tropey. Like, there's a yeah that there Sean are Sean Connery's ca- Sean Connery's character
1: not so much the character, but like the introduction of the character is something that kind of holds the movie back.
0: Yeah. But every character is rooted in little tropes. I don't want to let that go. Like, like there's
1: this, he's the the guy's vindictive against this guy and he doesn't want to get rid of him. They're like, he's too dangerous to be left alive. And he escapes from everything. I'm like, look, why, if he's, if he's so secretive, you don't have him on record in in like a jail or a prison or something, why don't you just shoot him?
0: I, because that's the one line that they won't cross. I guess I. <laughs> but Thea, uh, it's like he is. Everybody's like the most extreme version of all of their like tropes at their core. Like, luckily the performances go beyond that. But well, like that's every Michael
1: Bay movie is just what is your trope, and then I'm gonna freaking turn the gain up on it to the max.
0: Yeah, like. Ed Harris is, like, the greatest soldier to ever soldier being a soldier, and then Nick Cage is, like, the smartest chemist to ever discover chemistry, (laughs) and then... Ed
1: Ed Harris shoots the s*** out of everything.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and then uh, uh, Sean Connery is, like, he knows all the secrets of American history, he could bring down the government just because he was born, like... And he knows how to escape prisons. At, like <laughs>
1: at the end of the movie, I like I like that. At the end of the movie, they're like, "Where's uh, Sean Connery's body? I need to see it." And he's like, "I don't know. Got blown up and disintegrated, vaporized, and got vaporized in the
0: blast." And then they the guy's went, bewilderment at the thought of a body being vaporized was kind of funny.
1: And well, and then Sean Connery gives him this thing, and he's like, tells him like where the microfilm is. And my first <sighs> thought is, I was like. So I never saw the Shawshank Redemption in full. I've seen a pretty good chunk of it, but I've never seen it in full. But I was just like, wait, is this connected to the Shawshank Redemption? And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, he's telling me about the microfilm.
0: That was so stupid. That was one of my notes was history. I literally got
1: multiple notes of, oh, so I guess it's a conspiracy movie now.
0: I, oh my gosh, I, I wish they didn't make such a big deal. Like, couldn't he just be a great con that knows how to break out of jail? Did he have to be a uh, part of MI6 or whatever? that
1: He's a secret agent.
0: Did he have to be a part of Her Majesty's Secret Service and he knows all the secrets of America? And then, seriously, like, just ending on that stupid, like, Hi, honey, do you know who killed JFK? Like, ugh, God, movie, come on. Come on. You 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 were doing so good until that point. Like, yeah, we, we definitely didn't need that.
1: That's another thing that really feels like Michael Bay just, like, put it in – like, not put it in the movie, but, like, didn't keep it as subtle as it was meant to be in the movie. That's like, one of the exa- trivia,
0: too, is that the script was actually way darker, but they ad-libbed so much humor he, into the movie while they were filming it. He it, He exacerbated the crap out of it. Like, dude, this is honestly, like – if you put
1: this in the hands of like maybe the person that made like maybe the person that made like John Wick, or maybe you give it to Christopher Nolan, or oh
0: dude, a Chris Nolan remake of The Rock, yes, I am so down for that. Well,
1: I, I'm 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 just kind of throwing it out there, like he is the perfect movie, director this for this has kind a subject of movie. Matter. Well, this movie has a subject matter that is like I'm not saying this movie's not serious, but you can ramp up the seriousness and the tone of this movie of like you could have this Medal of Honor recipient that doesn't know how to live with himself because he lived and all his squad mates died. But his squad mates don't get the recognition that he got and he can't live with himself and he also knows about all these marines that they they don't get to come home but then they're not like not even mentioned as heroes because they're in like super secret black ops uh uh not covid missions what is the word that we said or- covert, covert missions yeah covert like like just it's just eating away and it's chewing away at his existence and he can't go on living his life this way and he needs to do something for his brother dude rambo
0: uh
1: I'm telling you, dude, the first Rambo, he ca- he can't live in the in the world anymore because of what Vietnam did to him. Right. So.
0: Like, I've I OK, I've seen. No, I'm just story I'm just missing done. the connect- you were just you I was I was with you. I was with you. And then you're like, oh, it's Rambo. And that's where I kind of got lost.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I've seen this movie done better before. The first Rambo. Hmm. Like
0: But that's more that's it, more of it Ed takes, takes kind of went it, it takes on it his own. it seriously.
1: It takes it seriously. It's about a veteran who snapped. Uh yeah, actually, um if okay, if you like this, I think you will like the first Rambo better than this movie because it it's not tongue in cheek and over the top just to be tongue in cheek and over the top. It's more of like yeah, some crazy stuff's happening because this guy is just doing what he can to survive and cope it with his own head
0: now. I'd honestly love to watch the first Rambo. Like, I've only seen the last one because we watched it for the show, and it was terrible. But I, I've... It's all right. <laughs> I've heard enough people say that, like, no, Rambo 1 is actually, like, a Rambo, great Stallone movie.
1: Ran, the thing that's interesting, like, and I, I, I heard it before I saw it, but... Having seen the first one now, I completely understand what people are saying is the Rambo series is nothing like what the actual first movie was. The actual first movie is war is bad. Oh, my God. Look what it did to this man. And look at how he and look how uh, much the, the country he fought for doesn't appreciate him. And then the rest of the movies are, hey, he can use a machine gun.
0: Yeah, he's a one man killing machine. And that's Yeah.
1: Epic. And, and I mean, like, there is there is a moment in in the other ones, but like in the first one, there are several instances where something causes a flashback in him and it causes him to be like, my instinct is to fight and get away. Like, so anyway, back to this movie, um, this movie obviously could be very done very well. Like I said, I think I Rambo This is
0: still done pretty well.
1: Well, okay, it can be ramped up. I think I think Rambo's a better version of a better version of this movie, but it's not exactly the same. There's several things that are different, but a better version
0: uh, of like this general character.
1: Yeah. But um I I would love to see this movie get remade in a serious tone. Um they're going to be
0: They have to keep in one specific line though. What? They have to keep whoever replaces Nicholas Cage. They have to have him still be the golly gee whiz, like, the guy that, like, is so good he doesn't swear, so he has to say, so how in Zeus's butthole? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love that line. I forgot that was this movie. I thought that was, like, Matchstick Men. I, I forgot it was so this, this butthole. movie.
1: Butthole. Um. That was so... so...
0: Michael Bay actually wanted to cut that out but nicholas cage begged him to keep it in the the final cut and michael bay just said sure
1: nicholas cage was right so oh to move on to move on to another character that really stuck out to us in the movie we clearly both had a problem with this character uh the hairdresser for how little he's on screen he leaves a pretty big stupid mark on the movie
0: but you gotta you gotta realize like back then obviously it would have been no big deal just like oh ha-ha, that gay guy's the hairdresser of course yeah like,
1: it, I'm not it, it's not so much that in terms of just like that character's stupid and his jokes don't really lend anything
0: oh yeah he's aged like a piece of bread on the counter oh yeah it's oh, like it's, it's kind of it's it's atrocious looking at it now
1: when when he's like what do you mean I can't use scissors and they're like if you use scissors he will kill you I was like okay. And then how I, the funny thing...
0: how funny would that have been like if Michael Bay was so tone deaf it would have been something like oh if he if you use this he's going to choke you out and then he goes like oh, like i'm surprised like it <laughs> it wouldn't have surprised me if Michael Bay went that tasteless
1: you, That sounded a little too authentic from you at the thought of being choked out um <laughs> What are you doing step host um
0: <laughs> What are you doing step federal agent
1: But no, I like the, the one joke of his, I really do like, it's dumb as hell, but like it kind of got me to laugh more. So not so much for like what is said, but the delivery of the line was so like the hairdresser the whole time. It's just like, Oh my God, we get it. It's he's gay. We get it. Oh my God. He's obsessed with hair. We get it. But when, uh, there's a, there's several moments that are stupid when Sean Connery throws the guy over the edge of the building, like When all the federal agents come out and they're like, he got away. Wow. How did he get out? And I was like, how did you not see him go out the door? Yeah, right. He would have passed right past him. (laughs) It's a penthouse hotel room. There's two exits. The balcony, which he was on, and then the door, which he had to walk by all of you to get to. And then... When Sean Connery gets in the elevator with the hairdresser, he's like, I'm because the hairdresser thinks he just threw a guy over the wall. He doesn't know he's holding him up. He thinks he's just like, yeah, that guy died. So the hairdresser's freaking out. He's like, I could live with you throwing a guy
0: over the wall, but how do you like your hair?
1: Like, uh, okay, that, that kind of,
0: line honestly is kind of funny.
1: That line got me to <laughs> laugh, not so much for the line, but like his delivery. I really think he's like,
0: I only care about hair. If he didn't say anything remotely stereotyped up to that point, and then he said that line, like that would—I mean, honestly, I think that line's kind of funny. Like, of course, the hairdresser's yeah. just like, "Okay, well, we all almost died, but I hope you like your hair." Honestly, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Oh, let me. What do uh. You, did what you think of the? Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> i love i love skype uh, <laughs> uh, i was gonna throw this out there to talk about sean a little more uh, some interesting conspiracy theory is that uh who he's playing is actually 007 from uh dr no in 62 because he said when he first got arrested it was in 1962 the same year that he first played 007 so, the conspiracy theory goes that's that he's That's incredibly he, stupid. Yeah, I think it's kind of dumb, too. But, like, there's just... Yeah, it's uh,
1: incredibly stupid.
0: A lot of people like the idea I do, of just I do the, love that he was movie, 007 and got arrested. I do love in
1: this movie. Mm-hmm. I love that in this movie, though, they keep insisting... Like, he's British. I'm like, dude, why did Hollywood insist that this guy was British?
0: I, I don't know. I actually didn't find why or how he became a producer on this, though. But he actually is, like... He he very much had a hand in like talking to Michael Bay and producers on like on a daily basis about just the comings and goings with this film. Like he was a producer for it. So he probably like had a little bit of say over like how his character got presented. So how do you
1: feel about like the climax of the movie? Because it's a it's a huge action number. And I've got one specific <laughs> note that they ripped off a certain movie with the end, with the uh, shot in the end.
0: Oh, I know exactly what shot you're talking about. I, yeah. my, rea- I, I, think the climax of the movie is kind of cool. I actually, I actually got a little, it, I got a little tense watching it because I, because I, I don't know, I just got, I knew everything was gonna be okay, but I did kind of swept up in it.
1: I got tense when he has to catch the one ball.
0: Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> My note, my note for that was, uh, oh, what was that? I wrote something about Nick Cage uh, handling his balls, something like that. Kay. What was it? Uh, nope, not there, not that far. No, there. Yeah, whatever, I'll find it later. Oh, yeah, here it is. Hang on to your balls, Nick. <laughs> I'm uh, looking through.
1: I'm I'm looking through some of my notes, and I do want to point out someone we did skip over. Uh, the trolley owner is hilarious in this.
0: Oh my god, when
1: when, when the trolley is the train, in the like, process holy...
0: of... Like that was hilarious. When the trolley is in the process of crashing and he goes, "We're going to crash. Everybody fend for themselves! I laughed really hard at that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's also the part of the movie that He's... was my favorite part of the movie. Like, not to get completely away from what you brought up with the that ending. That car chase.
1: I I exploding the exploding, I lo- I love the exploding when, uh, pennies. He crashes the Hummer. When he crashes the Hummer into that one car, and he's like, "I hope you're
0: insured." Oh, that was stupid. I I laughed really hard when Nick Cage crashed into all the uh, all the parking meters, and even the parking meters exploded like they were hit with grenades. Oh. Like- <laughs> so so I
1: actually found my note of exactly when I figured out Hummel Hummel's bluffing his plan. It's ceasefire dot dot dot. I think Hummel was bluffing his plan. He never intended to use the weapons he stole and then uh, immediately followed up with the I followed it up with the cage man is in a prison they did it they caged the cage man uh, <laughs> and then and then when they had the one motion sensor go off and the guys like I've got movement I was like I felt a wiggle
0: <laughs> dude actually seeing that motion sensor oh my god
1: and then my my favorite my favorite line that I wish was in this movie how could we lose radio contact all of a sudden uh an explosion
0: yeah like an emp like (laughs) some explosion like (laughs) so by the way there's there's one
1: there's one thing in this movie that i was making fun of and it's nicholas cage firing a gun i was like hey cage you're throwing your hands at your target when you shoot don't do that and you'll have better aim and the very next (laughs) the very next note is
0: zeus's butthole oh god dude he uh or no, getting back to the the, the ending, um, I was
1: Sean Connery, Sean Connery ripping on Volvo in this movie. Sean Connery was me in the 90s.
0: <laughs> you and your beige colored Volvo.
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, one thing I do want to uh, two things I want to point out. Did you notice Candlestick Park was in this?
0: No, that must have been a blink and you missed it because I definitely missed it.
1: When they launched the missile and the guy goes, oh, the football game. It's uh it's Candlestick Park because it's it's not it's not uh oh! o- the Oakland Coliseum. It's got red seats in it.
0: Oh duh. I don't know why I didn't put that together. I guess I thought that was USC. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. No. And USC's not even in U- San U- USC
1: plays at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. USC plays at the Rose Bowl.
0: Oh, I am so stupid. I don't know why I didn't register that that was Candlestick. That's funny. But did
1: you did you notice what is with the guy that plays the president in this movie? Does he play anybody other than US presidents?
0: Have you seen this guy in anything else? I thought that was just old generic white guy with a deep voice. I didn't Yeah, I've
1: seen him. I've seen him in other stuff. He always plays like a official with power.
0: I I have to look him up. He was in the movie for those 15 seconds of this is the hardest choice I've ever had to make. Like um I've got a note about
1: the good, the bad, and the ugly had a better standoff. Uh, And then you should probably vet your vets better next time, Hummel. Uh, Oh, I have a really strange movie uh, question. I don't know if I just didn't hear the audio correctly. I think they edit the word chicken in this movie.
0: What scene? You got to get a little specific. There was a lot of swearing in this. Uh, It is towards the end um,
1: it's. I think this actually it's right before they fire the rocket with the Rocket Man joke. He oh. like like the one guy. The one guy comes in. He's like, "Where
0: yet, you, you little chicken shit," and it it cuts out the T. I'd have to watch it again. I thought he said it. I thought he said. I I thought he. Sa- That's Candyman, by the way. I thought he did say yeah. that.
1: Um, and then my last note other than my rating, Cage's Platoon moment.
0: Yeah, that... Hold on, that, that, yeah, that was clearly a rip-off of Platoon. I definitely agree with that, but, uh, before that, though, when he finally beats the lieutenant, uh, the lieutenant, by the way, when, uh, he was talking to Ed Harris, like, when it was, like, two hours before, I th- I wrote in my notes, he sounded like a baseball commentator, because he was like, oh, well, we got, uh, We got everybody, uh, in their positions. Uh, command was over at the window. Uh, we're just waiting for the call for you to launch the Rockets. You know? It's a beautiful day out here in San Francisco, and uh, yep, we're just waiting for the Rockets to go off, and uh, I I don't know, something about the way he spoke made it sound like a baseball announcer. I thought it was funny. (laughs) There's a long fly ball deep into center field, and everyone's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but then, but but anyway, but Nick actually killed him, (laughs) And he said, uh, eat this. Like, I thought that was really funny, that that was like the first time he swore in the movie. (laughs) Oh, no, it was, uh, it was, eat this, you. And then he put the ball in his mouth. I thought that was great. Yeah. But then, yeah, that was a really, obviously, like now looking at it, I was like, oh, Michael, you're just ripping off platoon. Oh, you think this is original.
1: (laughs) Oh, you think you're deep and this is well-earned.
0: That is kind of a scary moment though, when he goes abort, and then the guy's like, "Oh, I just hit the button!" Like, yeah. And then I, I like, I
1: like that it like blows up something on the island. Like, it hit a part that's uninhabited, and I was like, "Hey, did you?" Watch... Oh
0: yeah, that convenience. <laughs> did you watch Man <laughs> of Steel? Yeah. Oh boy! Like, oh, thank God! I hit the part of the island that's not a giant piece of concrete. Like,
1: <laughs> he fires and it blows up their Golden Gate Bridge, and then Godzilla
0: stands up. Oh, you already just said this but yeah you're exactly right that's exactly like uh, Batman versus Superman where it's like oh well thank god he showed up after five o'clock or else this city would be full of people like
1: <laughs> rush hour traffics at a standstill and oh dear god it's Superman fighting someone everybody panic yeah. <laughs> um so I've got it okay I've got an interesting question instead of who would you cast? Nicolas Cage to be in this movie because my pick would be uh, uh, probably the one guy that's like he doesn't exist. And then he's like, he wants to know about Sean Connery being dead. Who who would you don't elaborate? But who would you cast him to be?
0: Wait, just
1: uh, hold on. Describe the person one more time. It's the it's the guy that when they mention Sean Connery, he's like, I want to see his body.
0: Oh, Womack?
1: Yeah, Womack. I would have him play Womack. Who would you have him play? Don't elaborate because it's not important.
0: Who would I have him play? But Nick Cage also
1: stays in this movie in his current role, so you have two cages.
0: Yeah. Uh, I remember the couple other times we've done this. Uh, I would either have him be, uh, David Morris's character, the guy who was like the last one to give up on Ed Harris, when I mean, he's like. It's been an honor serving with you, General. You remember him? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd I think I'd pick David Morris just because I like the idea of Nick Cage being Ed Harris's second in command.
1: Yeah. So my question this time is
0: would you replace Ed Harris with Ed Helms? Like it's the exact same movie, but Ed Helms is in it instead? Yes. Oh, absolutely not. Me Absol- absolutely. Not. <laughs> Me either. Look, he's a real—he's a
1: really nice guy, but he really can only play one character, and I'm kind of tired of seeing it.
0: He's not a dramatic actor. No. He—he he
1: has no range. He can nail this one role very well.
0: Andy Dwyer, right? Yeah. Oh, he can sing though. I liked when he sang in uh, he the. Can he can legitimately—he
1: can play instruments pretty well.
0: Yeah. I like- instruments.
1: he can play them pretty well but yeah i'm just i'm pretty tired of him playing one role in every movie
0: is there a re- uh, dude and the only reason i, I asked <laughs> this
1: question is just because he's the only ed h i know in hollywood other than ed harris
0: oh i was gonna say like has Ed has it been on your this is, this 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 isn't me like secretly sitting over here
1: holding it like i just want to rip on ed helms <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. (laughs) I don't, but, um, yeah, we could wrap,
0: we could wrap this up probably. Uh, yeah. The only other thing that I want to add are I've got through pretty much all my trivia. Um, the only other two things I want to add are, uh, (laughs) here's a great quote from Michael Bay. Uh, (laughs) Allegedly, uh, the studio wanted to shoot the movie in Los Angeles because, obviously, Hollywood, uh, with only a handful of exteriors in Alcatraz, uh, to complete the illusion. But Michael Bay refused, saying, "And I quote: I gotta shoot on this island because this island is so f*cking." I didn't verify where that quote came from. And I kind of don't want to because I don't want that to not be real. <laughs> like, he said
1: it in church.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. That is truly timeless. <laughs> I can hear Michael Bay saying that, too. <laughs> That's so great. And um, then
1: and then, and then uh, Megan Fox runs in and she's like, hey, Taylor. Oh, um, actually, is one it, more. Isn't th- that why she got fired from Transformers?
0: I she just, yeah she hated working with him and called him Hitler on the record with an interview. It was yeah it was stupid. Um,
1: For those of you wondering, <laughs> wondering uh, what uh, ways to get fired from your job, call your boss that on record.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty efficient way too. Um, yeah. Actually, I got one more quote. Uh, Michael Bay was interviewed about the movie and he said, uh, "There's a major logic flaw in the movie," said Bay. Yeah. Why are the boilers working on the rock when this island hasn't been used for years? The answer, uh, uh, he answers his own question by saying, quote, screw it, it's entertaining, don't you think?
1: <laughs> That's the Michael Bay way to think about everything.
0: Eh, it's entertaining, who cares? Dude, there's uh, no. tons of things like that that happen in every movie. But um, truly, the last bit of trivia that I have, literally the last one, Good is this, this is in the Criterion Collection along with Armageddon. <laughs> I was talking with a guy that I work with,
1: and he was like – because he really likes this movie. And he was like, can you imagine Michael Bay is in the Criterion Collection?
0: He is twice. (laughs) (laughs) Armageddon is uh, spine number 40, and uh, this movie is spine 108 because every title gets a specific spine number associated to them. But I don't know what
1: that means, but okay.
0: It's just the number that they were inducted in. Too like um like the uh uh the Simpsons episode where like uh Lenny he's number five and Carl he's number seven like it's just when it's just when you were inducted into the Criterion Collection that's all Uh okay but uh they're both only DVDs and they are both currently out of print and they have not been remade into Blu-rays as of yet so they are just I don't know if the Criterion Collection just doesn't want to bother with reminding people that Michael Bay's in there or probably that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they came out for it's probably it's
1: probably that one person where it's like you dated him.
0: Oh, they came out forever ago too. Like, uh, oh my gosh, like uh, early thousands. Like, I think Arm, I think Armageddon even had a laserdisc version released. Like, is old, but yeah, I just <laughs> find that hilarious, especially Armageddon. Like, I think Armageddon is a more egregious edition than this. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done, by the way. Okay, <laughs> I was going to assume so with that pause. <laughs> I thought you were going to defend Armageddon for a second.
1: <laughs> no. Mm.
0: Sorry, just took us up there. Uh, well, that's, that's it with me, too. Um, I don't have any other final thoughts. Uh, go watch The Rock. It's on Hulu right now, uh, as of this taping. Uh, just to remind everybody what our ratings were. Uh, We are both a full pan. So, when we come back, we will be talking about our next film review. The Roommate. We'll see you then. Alright guys, thank you so much for joining us for this review of The Rock. Thank you also to Isla Marf and a few gay for the bumper music. (laughs) We really appreciate it as always. Uh, Nick, I already kind of gave it away before the break, but uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and remind everybody what we're going to be talking about on Thursday.
1: The poo mate. Cause this movie's movie's poo. We're going to watch the roommate. This movie sucks. Um, This is payback for Dan making me watch so many movies. I didn't like in a row. Um, I knew about this movie uh, because I have seen it one time before the show. I'll tell the story of why I watched it then. Um, But, yeah, this movie totally sucks.
0: I never heard of this before. True story. Nick was – I listened to Nick scroll through Netflix just going, no, no, I spent
1: 15 minutes like I got to find something
0: bad. Yeah, I I just listened to him just going, no, 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 no. through me! And I'm like – Whoa! What? The roommate and I'm like, uh, okay. And I never heard of this movie before, so <laughs> yeah, listeners, this will be a first time experience for me. And I, well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I already spoiled that it's got a three percent Rotten Tomatoes, so I've kind of already set my bar a little low. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You'll we'll 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 see on Thursday how bad it actually is. So Nick. How about you let the listeners know where they can reach out to us in the meantime?
1: Uh, the best place to reach out to us is Brownie Points Guide to Cinema uh, on Facebook. Browning Points Guide or nope. Hang on, I do it every week. You think I'd have it memorized? Brownie Points Guide to Cinema on Facebook, Browning underscore Points underscore Guide on Instagram, and at underscore Cinema on Twitter, as well as Browning Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. I burped. Um, Make sure you're sending us (laughs) brownie bites ideas, whether they are uh, countdowns to do or topics you want us to discuss, movie trailers you want us to review, or movies you want to make sure we go out of our way to review, whether they are new releases or time machines in theaters or streaming. Also, make sure whatever platform you listen to us on that you're leaving us five-star reviews. It's the best way for us to grow. Uh, I don't understand the way algorithms work on those websites, but if you give us good reviews, it helps boost us, and it helps us get through um also we do want to point out um we had a viewer submission pretty recently uh her name was nicole and i don't know if she wants me putting her name out last name out so i'm not going to yeah um, let's definitely
0: not let's definitely not out someone like that (laughs) yeah
1: but she did send us in um three movies to review um Just so you know, we will be picking at least one of them pretty soon. Um, We're going to try and go through that entire list, but I will say I am picking one of the movies that you sent in uh, for next week's episodes. So stay tuned for that uh, because we care about our fans. Um, So I'm definitely not stalling while I check to see if we have any new reviews up on i not itunes apple podcast thing
0: i love that you do this right now
1: (laughs) hey at least i do it
0: (laughs) Ah, it's too funny uh but yeah i no we uh, don't good to know uh (laughs) thank you nicole by the way uh not my nicole that you didn't send me an email but uh (laughs) but yes uh thank you for those recommendations uh I've only seen, or no, I've seen two of your recommendations, Uh, but yeah, we'll let you know which one we end up doing uh, on Thursday. Uh, Anyway, thank you all so much, people like Nicole, for listening to us. We will always be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms. Thank you also for all the awesome likes and feedback that we get on social media as well well, surprisingly active on Instagram, and we see all that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Guys, COVID is still happening. Now we're simmering down with the election. We can worry about our own health again. So let's continue as we've been to stay safe, stay clean, stay healthy, wear your masks, wash your hands, open your ears, your eyes, and your hearts, and we will get through this. There's hope that a vaccine is coming very, very soon. I just saw in the news, so fingers crossed we can kick off the new year in a healthy way. So that is all we got for today's episode. We will be back on Thursday with our review of The Roommate. We'll see you then. Uh, I know I normally take
1: time to make a joke here, but since we're recording on Veterans Day, I just want to say thank you to all the veterans of the United States Armed Forces. Uh, Your sacrifice for us is tremendous and goes above and beyond what Dan or I uh, can or have done. So thank you for everything.
0: I'm really glad I'm not going to edit that. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, All right,
1: go on.